Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. And I'm Matthew Elliott. And later on, we will be joined by this chap. Pull back for David Dunn! It's an incredible start this for Birmingham. Two up in 18 minutes. But first, Hull on Saturday, 2-0 defeat. Not very good, was it, Matthew? Uh, no, it was... It was really, really disappointing. It was, that the the away win at Bristol midweek kind of I think it was probably a bit of false hope there that we could go to to Hull and end that really awful run that we'd had there a bit like we we did with the with the QPR game but just players just didn't look at the races at all just it was it was just really really disappointing we never really looked like creating any real clear-cut opportunities. We never really looked like scoring. We had a couple of... A lot, lot of shots. <laughs> well, lot of apparently, shots, but... we apparently had, we had 18 <laughs> shots, but... I'm Se- struggling. Second highest for shots in the uh, in the league at the weekend, I think we were. I'm struggling to remember two yeah. real shots in, in that game, but yeah, it was it was just all and all disappointing and, and potentially we've, we may have lost um, Maxime... Holland uh, injury as well. We don't know how bad that is, although Monk kind of played it down afterwards. But that's a little. I'm not. To be fair, I'm not too worried anyway. If we've got Wes Harding to to step into that position, it, it's well covered. You can you know that you can kind of rely on Wes. Yeah. I know it's it's not ideal to lose your your first choice, but um, and and for me. He, Colin had maybe just started coming back into a bit of form, but I think gen- that's, generally this yeah. season he hasn't. Uh, that's the concern been for me. Is he, look, he looks a lot better recently, and yeah. first person to say that he's um, always a little bit taken back by how much he's loved by a lot, a lot of our fans. Because I think he's he's been fairly disappointed in this season, despite the fact that the team has played really, really well. But yeah, so he looked like he'd be coming back into form. But I say it's disappointing to lose to lose players that close to certainly the end of the season and certainly the derby game on on Sunday as well, which we'll, which we'll go into later. But uh, it, it could have been worse though, couldn't it? It could have it, imagine losing someone like Che just before before the derby. Well, this uh, is it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, I mean, we, we at just, least we've got some cover there. So yeah, we we just went at the races on Saturday. I don't think there's anything else to, to, to say on it. It's it's quite. I don't really want to sit here and try and. And overanalyze and break it down because we were just we just weren't Some on our sloppy sloppy defending. Yeah, the, the passing was Not poor, really defending was was second rate. I mean, their first goal was just like with absolute fast asleep. Um, when and I, I think I mentioned Bowen in the in the build up to the last week, mentioned how he can be dangerous. He scored a fair few goals this season. We know we know he was going to be dangerous and just completely switched off for his first and then yeah, bizarrely, uh, bizarrely Villa fans um, claiming him as one of their own yeah. this week as well. But I've, fucking weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> talking to a couple of people, it turns out he's actually not a Villa fan. So it's yeah. just uh, yeah, just some. Just some... apparently his dad, his dad is, but they've decided to claim that he is as well. This is it. Yeah. So we're, we're... fucking bizarre, aren't they? <laughs> That's, that's if that's what they want to do, mate. That's just just leave. It. <laughs> that's cl- clearly clearly important to him. But yes, yeah, just <laughs> disappointing overall. So a few block shots, eight corners. I mean, passing was really poor in that game. We just 
we just, I think, limp is the word, jaded, tired. Whether or not we, it was taken out of us after the, the Bristol game, I don't know. But uh, we well, just... Keith and Bell was missing from that midfield, and, and they, they did look to lack a bit of energy and bite in there, should we say? Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit. I know that he probably wants to. He want, want to give Davis some some game time and whatever. But I, it was a bit of a head scratcher for me. I know people keep saying, "Oh, it." Kefton Bell was only one yellow away for me to spend, but he wasn't. He was on eight. Yeah. Ye- he was on eight yellows, so he could have quite easily played that game. Whether or not there was a concern that he might get a straight red, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't think you can go into games worrying about that, though, can you? Well, yeah, you can't exactly. So it to leave him out was a little bit of a weird one for me. I, I, I couldn't really get my head around it. And, I mean, if you're going to leave somebody out, leave Gardner out because he's not. He was. He's definitely not going to be playing. He won't be playing. Yeah, yeah. That would, for me, that would have made more sense. But you know, I just, just. I'm sure there were the reasons, but we don't know. I mean, I don't. Did the press even ask Monk after the game why he was why he left him out, or was it just a? Uh, I'm I, not sure, mate. I, I kind of clammed up and hid yeah. away after that. Well, I, <laughs> I didn't read anything about it, and I just thought maybe that would have been something that was that was put to him. But I, I certainly didn't see anything. Or, but, I had one of them stroppy afternoons where you just turn everything off and don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was, take take me away. And, and and another game, so two games in a row now where Shea Adams hasn't scored. Is, is this is this class as a drought? Is that extreme? Wow. Is that extreme? I don't know if that's for him, for him maybe <laughs> on, on current the form that he's yeah. on at the moment. But speaking of which, uh, they made a bit a bit of a a blooper that he was. Um, Nominated for the Player of the Month, Bristol, Bristol, Bristol Motors Street. Player of February or something. Is it was it the uh, the diabolical bit of uh, info on that? Well, I'll let you yes. speak about it actually. So, first, what is it? First career hat trick, wrong, incorrect. Um, yeah, which was at QPR, which was the only part that was right. I think was that the fact that he did score a hat trick at QPR, at QPR. but apparently that he, he bagged his 20th goal of the season in that game, which was wrong. also incorrect. <laughs> yeah. So it's um I, okay, fair enough. It's probably a third party that put that together, but come on blues do better. Let's have a bit of a, a bit of a proof read go back and say can we uh, can, can we edit this before we tweet it out. They just they just put it out there and yeah. I don't know why you'd want to do that is the uh, the media staff of Blues get enough of a panning from from people, whether it's for Blues TV or for other things. They're just kind of given given people rope to hang them with, basically. I think with with that one, it would. And I, I tweeted them. I know you tweeted them. I think, and I think a few other people tweeted the club, but had nothing back from it, and they haven't changed it, and it's still on it's still on Twitter. So you know, they're, well, you can't change it, but you can take it down. You can take it down and get you can get another one and, or edit, get them to edit it and put another one up there. It just seems really, yeah. really unprofessional for me, and, and I, maybe it passed a lot of fans by. But stop getting Shay wrong. It's, it, it, it annoyed me. <laughs> really annoyed me. Uh, anything else that's sort of caught your eye this week so, uh, before we so, move on? So we had in the I think it was at the weekend potentially. The news that Crystal Palace in Bournemouth oh, uh, sniffing around Jack in Butland. for Butland. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> which is which is good news because you know we could do with that cash income. I think it's fifteen percent of any profit that we make on on the sale. Uh, I 
some people are asking me in the summer about what we think we'll get for what 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 they think Stoke will get for Butland, but I didn't think there was anybody in the market for a goalkeeper, and I, I'm not sure how highly rated Butland. Well, Chelsea were, didn't they? And then signed Kepper. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that, but I'm not sure if it was just merely. Um... I'm not suggesting that they were they were after Butland, but that they were in the market for a yeah, keeper. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they went for for Kepper for. Uh, obscene amount of money for someone who's probably about on the same level as Butland. Did I just say that? I think I did. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was that was bizarre in itself. But that's that's a conversation for somebody else on another podcast. The the Butland thing for me is that hopefully he does seem to have found some form at Stoke now. Uh, he seems to be getting a, a few good reviews from <clears throat> from what, from what I've seen. So we would like to hope that he will move on in the summer. So he would have had some experience of working with Roy Hodgson uh, during the time at the, uh, the in, in the England setup. Yeah, so of course. Potentially, we could see him go there. Um, from what I've read as well, that Crystal Palace were or had him in their sights a little bit more closely than than Bournemouth, but both both clubs were looking at him. So, in a, in an ideal world, you want those two to bid against each other, don't don't you? And then get the fee as high as possible but they're saying 15 million so what did he go for is it six he go for six, six i think yes yeah, so around six wasn't it so 15 percent of of any profit made on top of six so we talk 15 percent of nine nine million pound i guess if, if he does go for 15 depending on how it's been structured so but yeah we we could do with that money we could also do with leicester selling damari great i think he's i think he's a little bit bigger 20 percent on his, but with Brendan Rodgers, I imagine he'd want to work with with Demari Gray with his uh, keenness to work with um, younger younger players. So we'll see how that one goes. We're Violet on the We Are Birmingham podcast.
I am now delighted to say that we are joined by this guy. And Damien Johnson races forward to support him and gets there. Two in the middle, pull back for David Dunn! It's an incredible start this for Birmingham, two up in 18 minutes! And Aston Villa are shell-shocked! So, David, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, you're very welcome. Good to be, uh, good to be on. Now, we've got a, a few questions um, for you. Obviously, that was the goal that you scored in... What year was it, Matthew? That would have been... Oh, no more than me. <laughs> 2004, December, so 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Oh, yeah. that, I, was, I wasn't as great back then, then, eh? <laughs> now, um, how, how did it feel to, uh, to score that goal? Do you know what it was? Um, I can kind of remember, and and I've and I've watched it a couple of times since. Obviously on on social media, and obviously working with Damien as well. I think it was Damien that crossed it. Huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, so Damien crossed it. So we worked together for like three and a half years as well. So just 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 recently, um, just finished working with him in the summer. So we um, every time it popped up, we can. That's probably the goal I've seen most in a, in, in a long time, you know, because every time, like I said, it popped up. I used to I used to show John here, um, and said, "Look, here it is. Um, it's on again, kind of thing." So, like you said, um, I've probably probably seen that video, that goal more than more than most, to be honest. Yeah, um, but great games, you know. I I I really like playing in the in the Midlands derby. Um, and and from from what I can recall, I, I had a pretty pretty good run at it as well. Um, I can't really remember getting beat. I'm sure there were were there an occasion, but um, I think we had the better. I think we had the better of them when I was there. That's for sure. Certainly not gotten that way since uh, the last few years. We've, uh, we've yeah, I think some. Good. I think something else. Obviously, that's the beauty of social media. Some good, some bad, but you tend to tend to find out quite a lot of facts and I think I've seen that maybe maybe in the last the 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 one previously in the season uh the earlier one that they've not won since I think I probably played in it maybe or something like that it was it seemed a long time ago if I can recall properly I blank out all the defeats so I'm uh, I couldn't tell you the last time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I'm sure you games. do I'm sure you do. um how 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 did the uh Blues Villa derby compared to um, Blackburn versus Burnley. Uh, do you know what? Very different, really. Um, I think obviously with being a Blackburn fan and growing up in in between Blackburn and Burnley, I always thought that you know that was a, a massive, uh, a massive derby for me personally and for yeah. for our kind of community. Um, and you know it was intense and it was you know the fans are very aggressive towards it and and you know. Going down to when I played for Birmingham, it, it, it's very similar on that note. But because I wasn't a, you know, I grew up supporting either Birmingham or Villa, it was it was probably very different for me. Um, but you know, I remember my first my first one. I was actually staying. Um, I had an apartment uh, in just off Broad Street. It was some little serviced apartments, and I remember the helicopter being out and. I thought, bloody hell, this is a, this is a, this is quite, this is quite, um, quite bad, really. And obviously, all the, um, all the fans were on Broad Street, and there were little pockets of fans, you know, 
doing no good. Um, yeah, it was um, it was strange. And then you know, I I remember once on an occasion when I was in the living room having some food, uh, myself, Matthew Macklin, uh, Dwight York was actually there, and some Villa fans came in the um, came in and was um, wasn't great towards myself. Um, and before I knew it, you know, it, it was all. Um, it was all it was pandemonium and um i suppose that was um that was the beauty at the time of of, of being mates with someone that were would would go on to fight for a world title <laughs> and then looked after you a little bit because <laughs> yeah, i didn't have much to do but um the uh, the villa fans put it this way they came back in and they apologized so um hey, you got an apology uh, <laughs> yeah i got an apology off them when they were all um Nursing a few little cuts and bruises, yeah. <laughs> How did the uh, players feel in the build-up towards derbies? Did, did they understand what it meant to the fans? How did the players react? To yeah, I think so. And I think, yeah, everyone was pretty uh, pretty good, you know. Um, yeah, obviously, you have to keep some kind of composure. But, um, you, know, you know, Steve Bruce, you know, certainly made everyone aware of of what it meant to the supporters, you know, he's very much into that, and you know, I, um, you know, I, I actually really enjoyed him. I've got to say, um, I think the only one I didn't is, I suppose I, um, I was injured with my back for, for a long time, and then I came back probably too soon, really. I came on against, I think Portsmouth scored when I came on a sub, and the next week, um, you know, I, I think I think Steve put me in to start against Villa away at Villa Park, and obviously my body was nowhere near ready to to play a full game of football. And in fact, I, I actually got injured in the warm up. I pulled my calf um, in the warm up, which was which was really disappointing for me. Um, but but going back, I, I think the the one I enjoyed the most is when I came on the sub. I think just at half time or just after half time, and we were two 0 down and. I think I had a I had a decent impact on the game and, and made a little bit of a difference and ended up although we um although we drew two two it felt like um it felt like a win at Villa Park that day. Is that the uh, Stern Jan one? Yeah, Stern I yeah. think. Stern and I don't know if it was Clinton or Mikel, I'm not too sure. Yeah, know. it was four cell, wasn't it? Four cell Four cell was it? Um, so that was you'll know better exactly. you'll know better than me. Yes, I think that was almost exactly fifteen years. That's about. I think that was that was a winter. It's February sometime. I think. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 was my um that was my probably my my favourite one in terms of the the mixed emotions. You know, of probably being sub, feeling like maybe I should have played, and and I don't know what the reason were. It might have been that I was just coming back, um, and then to getting on two 0 down, and then to. To get it back to two all, it was kind of so many emotions during a, a short space of time, uh, but nevertheless a, a good experience. Do you remember who you came on for that day? Poor pass, <laughs> Christoph de Gary. <laughs> was it Christoph? Ah, oh, well, not a yeah. bad, not a bad player to come on for, eh? <laughs> World Cup winner. <laughs> As you can probably take, tell, take my um, my um, my memory isn't what it used to be, eh? <laughs> I was actually behind the goal that that day as well, so I remember that well. Stern John right at the end, putting that yeah, in, it was it great. Just it absolutely was, um, erupted. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to think it was much better when the away fans were actually behind the goal rather than. I think they're on the side now, aren't they? Yeah, we are now. Yeah, 
Yeah, on the it's side, not, which doesn't doesn't have the same same effect, I don't think. So, yeah. No. One of, the, one of the things I was going to ask you, David, and this wasn't related to the Villa, uh, the Villa derby as such, but I remember when when you went through the sort of period of, of being injured with, with your back and quite a frustrating period. You did an interview yeah. with somebody, and I think I think it was tongue in cheek that you mentioned that you think you'd watch nearly every DVD ever released. Do you remember making that comment, or how many? Oh, DVDs do you know you what? Did you bloody hell! During. Um... During my time when I was, um, when I was, uh, when I had, it was actually during the spine surgery. So for, for three months, I wasn't allowed out of bed. So you can imagine, you back. can imagine how, how much, um, you know, how much time I had to spend watching, watching DVDs as it were back then. Yeah. And it'd be a lot easier now with, with Netflix and whatnot. But back in the day, the only time I kind of was allowed to get out of bed is to change the, um, change the dvd in the in the in the machine like or to go to the toilet um but yeah i watched so many series honestly it was it was crazy you know i, I watched so many yeah i know you had a very tough time of it at blues with with injuries do you uh do you still look back on your time at blues fondly yeah do you know what i met some really good friends you know i was over in um i was over in greece a while back a couple of months ago one of my neighbors got married um so I you know I've got some really really good friends and, and really good friendships that I've that I'll have you know till the day I die really but um I just I, th- I think it's probably a, a the word I'd use would be frustration really um, yeah. you know did I do everything looking back in my career to give me the best chance I probably you know I probably didn't if I'm being totally honest and that's the that's the regret I kind of have um not that I was I was I was really poor, you know. Um, you know, I felt I was I was professional, but at times you just get so down and I suppose depressed with yeah. injuries that you then yeah I suppose you find a find something that can kind of replicate it. And you know, because I was down there on my own, I lived on my own, and you know, I lived, didn't live far from the city centre. It kind of you know you you probably go searching for things. Um, and at the time, you know, you probably have a few drinks too many at the times, I suppose. And, you know, probably I wish someone would have just been been near us that just... Well, they probably did, in fact. They probably did tell me, but I probably didn't want to listen to that. Um, but I do I do feel frustrated because I felt that when I played, I don't know, is it 50-odd games, 60 games maybe, that... My form was my form was good, you know, when I when I did when I did play. So um, there was times when I was I was in the England's well, very close. I was on the fringes of the England squad, and then something else would crop up again. So it was you know, really really frustrating. Um, but you know, enjoyed it when when I was there. You know, yeah, it's a. Uh... It, they, even for the the supporters, I think they probably shared in your frustrations. Yeah, and and so did, and I think so did Steve Bruce, you know. And I think that's why we we kind of got so frustrated with with everything. I mean, I was, you know, let's be honest, I was more frustrated than anybody because I wanted to get out on the, I wanted to get out on the pitch. But sometimes, you know, I, you know, I remember it, it's just so strange how things happen. I, I signed for Blackburn when I did eventually leave Birmingham. And I played every game that near enough till the end of the season. I signed for Blackburn in January and played, you know, played every game. Yeah. And and I didn't do really anything differently than what I've been doing. So 
I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like uh, my, um, I don't know, maybe me. Maybe moving back to moving back to Blackburn, you'd have had your support network around you a bit closer. Yeah, I think maybe maybe less driving. My little girl was up in the north as well. Maybe I wasn't uh, maybe I wasn't driving as much. Maybe there was a few little tweaks I did. Um, yeah, but it, it it was one of them. I remember actually coming back one of my first times back to uh, to Birmingham. There were. There were some fans I jumped over. I went over to see them actually because I was, you know, when I was warming up, they were kind of giving me loads of stick, like how are you playing the games now? You know, as if to say I was I was cheating them really. Um, yeah. And and it was so far from the case. I was desperate to, you know, at the time six million quid nearly. I was desperate to repay Steve Bruce's faith in me and and you know repay, you know, that probably the support of the the fans as well because they they really did give me you know a lot of, a lot of chances and you know and I was always singing my name and supporting me and, and cheering when I was there so I wanted to repay that but you know for whatever reason it, it didn't quite happen for me there um you know I I got to a point if I'm being honest where I was I was you know very close to retiring at, at 27 because of yeah. the because I, I just felt my my world was just crashing down really, and I was plummeting into a, a really you know I mean it's it's easier to say now because the awareness is so much more on depression than what it was. But back when I was playing, you know, fifteen whatever years ago, it you know it wasn't the dumb thing to say you was you was depressed because you felt it was a weakness and maybe you know other people would would think worse of you. But I was you know I was in a bad way at times. And I think that's that's something that people don't um, don't always don't always realise. And I think from a supporters' point of view as well, I think going back sort of ten years ago, people would have said, "How can you be depressed? You run all that money, you've got this, exactly. you've got that, you've got the yeah. nice cars, yeah. and you don't understand that yeah. that people have feelings as well." Yeah, and do you know what? I'd have, I'd have probably I'd have probably do you know what? If I could go back at 24 and swap everything I had at 24 to be fit again for the rest of my career, I'd have done it. Obviously, yeah. I'd have backed myself to to make it back, but <laughs> it's um, I would have I would have give I would have given my right arm to be, to have a career where I where I didn't have um, I didn't have injuries. Honestly, I would. If I could do one thing now, it'd be it'd be that you know. So I think once someone asked me, you know, what would you what would you take in in um, in someone else's game, and I think I said Brad Friedel's appearances, yeah, um, and more than anything else, just because I I, I loved football, I still do, um, and you know I, I it absolutely killed me when I couldn't get on that pitch. It really did, and it was, um, and I, even now I look back and thought, you know, it's kind of it's hard at times to to I suppose. Um, speak about it because I'm so you know disappointed that I didn't fulfill my potential not just at Birmingham but in general yeah I, I, I should have done you know with my ability that I had and I should have done way better than than, than what I did and I had a you know I had a decent career don't get me wrong and I, and I achieved my dreams of playing for my country but you know I I honestly some people could disagree but I you know I think I should have had you know, fifty caps for England. Never mind one. You know, I, I should have, I should have really had far more, more caps than what I, what I achieved. 
it's it's still a career to be proud of. I think I can I can certainly understand the the frustrations and as from from fans' point of view, or just from the average person's point of view, I don't think they realise like yeah. how lonely the game of football can be sometimes for people that have to move away from home and they're living away from their family and things like that. And it's yeah. obviously has like a massive impact on you. And sometimes I just I think fans just see these talented guys are running loads and loads of money and don't really think about them as like actual uh, actual people. Yeah, of course. And, and and to be honest, I um you know, during my time at Birmingham, I um you know, I had a I had my first little girl split up with her mother very shortly after. Um my my grandma who was who brought me up, who was, you know, who's like my mum, died. Yeah. I had upteen injuries, you know, that I couldn't get right. So there's like so much stuff going on, and you know, you know, I wasn't a teenager, of course, but I was still only 24 years old. Which I think, if you if you look at the general feeling now, I think people would say 24 is is still quite young as a as a as a young lad. You know, it's 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 not a you know you you're not a you're not an experienced campaigner, you know, in terms of in terms of life, so an in between um, almost. Yeah, I think it's so. The, yeah, in between, in between being a teenager and becoming an adult, and especially listen, I'm 40 year old this year, so um, and I still try and act like a teenager. So imagine what I was like <laughs> when I was 24. <laughs> it was, you're, you're, um, in, you're in good company with here, I think, with on that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, listen, and but but listen, it's probably sounding a bit doom and gloom and and, and depressive, but. I, I had some really good times as well. Let's not forget, I had some um, some wonderful times in my career and some wonderful times when I was at Blues as well. Oh, so on that note, what were your what were your two highlights, maybe career wise and Birmingham wise, the two the two things you most take away from your football well, career? I mean, my my career highlights, obviously, my England playing for my, for, for England. That's got to be every yeah. young boy's um, dream, you know. And yeah. then I think. Um, you know, uh, playing it, playing and winning, playing in the um, the League Cup final and winning it, which I think you know for these top top players that they win quite a lot of medals, but for for certain players we we only get a, a small amount of opportunities to to do that, um, and to 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 win a major final is something I'm you know, I'm really proud of, you know. Um, and my my Birmingham ones, my, oh, my Birmingham mile highs. Jeez, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure there was there was many to be honest because of the reason we've just spoke about. Uh, yeah. But I think you know, leading up to this game on Sunday, I think I would say that the the Villa the Villa games were were great because we had such a good we had such a good record at the time against them, and it was you know that that so called bigger club down the road. Um, couldn't get one over on us. Was there um was there a chance of you joining them prior to joining Blues? Or I think there was. Yeah, there was there was there was rumours about it, uh, but I'm not sure I could ever sign for a club in um, the playing Claret and Blue. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Claret and Blue aren't my uh, my favourite colours, mate. Blue and white, mate, suits you. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Who was who are the best players you played with both like um well so at any at any time in your career and then specifically at, at, at Blues? I think I mean I've played with so many good players. I mean 
you know, in in the international setups, there's been there's been you know every every household name really, you know that that I've played you know up alongside um, certainly in my age group. Um, you know, it's funny. I was telling someone at the uh, when we played in the Star Six up in Glasgow the other the other week. I suppose I could count that as a cap, could I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have that one. <laughs> so I can go two. With the crossbar challenge on that. Yeah, it was all right. Eh? It got me away. <laughs> kind of shrugged some of the Rebonus stuff off me. Eh? <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that either. <laughs> Which will, yeah, I'm sure you wasn't. Um, <laughs> there was, you know, we was we was chatting away, and there was, you know, there's some of us in that that um, in that England setup. So, you know, like Michael Owen, uh, Stephen Gerrard, uh, Wes Brown, um, Danny Kadamatri. Um, who else was there? Like Kenny Lunt, um, Michael Ball. You know, there, you know, some, some. I'm sure I've missed a, a few off there as well, but they're just on the top of my head. But you know, I, I have pictures with when we we're 11 years old. Yeah. So yeah. and, and coming all through at the same time through little, you know, through the, the kind of the FA used to do little campuses and things like that for us. So. You know, we had a great age group. You know, it was it was um, it was it was some really good players that I played with all the way through. Really, um, obviously, two guy at Blackburn was was one that was a you know, excellent player. Um, Damien Duff was was another that was you know, you know one of the best wingers at the time. You know, and, and obviously yeah. went on to win the Premier League with Chelsea. Um, and at Birmingham, you know, you know Christoph. You know Matthew Upson. You know there was some some really good good players there. You know I thought Kenny Cunningham was excellent for Birmingham. Yeah, he was um, quality. Yeah, we spoke for him a couple he, of weeks. He made our team team of the week last yeah. uh, team of the decade yeah, I mean, last week. So. I mean Kenny was Kenny. You know he wasn't the biggest centre back. You know wasn't the most the quickest, but God, he was he was really really good at um, reading the game. You know, yes, yeah. it was it was good. And obviously Mikel was. Was another you know real top class finisher eh? that that frightening could score a goal out of nothing really. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm missing some. I'm sure I'll get some some um, some messages when people hear it that I've missed. <laughs> I'm sure maybe who uh, you mentioned um, Duga there, uh, Christoph Duga. Um, what was what was it like to to be in the same changing room as him? Do you know what Christoph was? Christoph was really—he's a real cool guy. He was like, you know, to say he's won the World Cup, and you know, probably I would probably say that for for most, you know, when you when you've been in company with the top top players that have that have achieved the biggest, you know, accolade in football at like the World Cup, you know, like Robert Perez, you know, these these guys either you know they either really down to earth. Um, Fellas that have just been been blessed with having a really, really good. Um, what's the word? A really good talent and and been given a talent to play football. But yeah. but deep down they're really down to earth, normal people. You know, and Christoph was the same. You know, he was. Um, he was. Um, he once said to me actually, whilst we're mentioning the rub on us, so he may as well get it out there. Um, <laughs> he actually said, <laughs> he actually said to me um, after the Villa. I think it was it was Villa, weren't it? It was the yeah, Villa game, yeah, it was, wasn't yes, it? Yeah, it was Villa. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez. 
just shows how confident I were to do it in that derby, yeah? Never mind. <laughs> uh, um, he, he actually said, ah, um, he used to call Zidane Zizou or something, huh? Uh, and he said, ah, Zizou said, um, what about the guy that plays for your team that tried the, the Rabona? <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm, hey, listen, if it's good enough for him, uh, and he he was talking about me, that's fine. <laughs> whether, yeah. it's, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. Get rinsed by Zidane, put that on the CV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zizou once said, was that you that fell over? <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> you take that. Yeah, I'll take it. So you, you went to you went to Blackburn and then you uh, ended up going to Oldham and were a uh, manager there for a short while and then you went back to Blackburn to do some coaching. Is that is that right? You've left there. Yeah, now. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I've left there now, yeah. So what do you do to fill your time now then? So me and me and my old teammate Gary Flickcroft, we've got um we've got a timber frame company. In uh, just north of Preston, so we manufacture our own um, timber frame panels. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really good, and and I've also uh, got a sports agency as well, looking after players from first team level all the way through to um, to the young boys, you know, that are just getting going on their on their journey. And I think you know can really help them, you know, the experiences I've had, both good and bad. I think. One thing I would say during my career, I think sometimes I was, I was badly advised off off representatives, yeah. and and I think that you know, I can I can give really good advice on that and mentor him in the right way, and and not do it for financial gain like some of the other 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 agents do. Yeah, I think you've you've probably got a lot to offer to the lads. So, like you say, you 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 went through these shit side of things as well, so yeah. you can you can offer them on that side to anyone that's yeah. struggling the same way. Yeah, I think so. And the experience, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've played at the top level in my career. You know, I've been a manager. I've been a, I've been a development coach. So I think I've got a decent few strings to my, to my ball light and that I can, I can, you know, I can kind of dig deep for, for that experience and knowledge that sometimes these younger ones and first team players, by the way, need. Yeah. One final question. Um, we we brought up uh, the Gary in the the uh, yeah. a few questions ago. Was there any truth in the bust up between Duga and uh, Robbie Savage? Poor. You know what? I don't even know. I don't think I've I've probably have heard it, but maybe I've not. I don't even know. I can't even remember. Um, what was that... what was the what was the what was it? I don't even know what was the was there a rumor? Was, it... was I there? I can't even remember. I think you would have been there because if if Dugary was there, um, I don't know. I don't even know if you should mention it to be honest with you. But I'm I'm sure there was a there was talk that um, Savage shit in his his wash bag. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know I once did it to Colin Tatum, the local reporter. Not, you... <laughs> in Not in his wash bag, but I did. I was disgusting, by the way. I was like, <laughs> what was I doing? A young Maybe stupid he... boy, yeah. Uh, maybe it was you that did it to uh to Gary and let Savage get the it blame. definitely it definitely <laughs> wasn't me mate no, I wouldn't be doing that I'd, I'd, I'd do certain things but I wouldn't be doing that <laughs> no, no, no maybe that was just I, the I can't, I can't, I can't even no I don't even think I've heard that I can't, I can't recall it anyway if he does I'm sure Sav's had a few bust ups with people but um 
that's not one I've, uh, I'm familiar with, to be honest. <laughs> Let's get a prediction from you. What, what do you think? What do you think on uh, on Sunday? How, how do you think it's going to go? Poor. I think. Do you know what? I've got to say, I uh, I followed Blues because uh, one of my mates from Blackburn was obviously the assistant manager or first team coach, James B. You know. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Um, I have a little look, and one of the lads I coached, Connor Mahoney, as a young player yes. as well, he's he's down there. So yeah, you know, I I look out for for, for how Connor's doing and and beats. So um, I, do you know what? I've I've got a sneaky feeling they could beat them two one. You know, you've heard it here first. Okay, we'll take, take it. We'll definitely take that. Is Che Adams playing? Hopefully, all being all being well. Yeah. The rumours have started all week. Have they? What that he's not playing. That that he, I got a text message on Monday, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, saying, uh, "I've just been told that Che Adams is uh, is limped off training with an ankle injury." Um, <laughs> and I, I did some digging. And they weren't even training on that day, so it was like, <laughs> I was going to say it's Monday, wasn't it? I don't think there would have been anyone. Yeah, yeah. Just... the rumor mill, eh? the rumor mill. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go two one, and I think Adams will score. I'll take that. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go so with that. that. I'd, I'd, I'd take anything there. that wasn't defeat. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, mate. No, I think that. I think they. I think they could do it this time. Donny, thanks for joining us. No, you're very welcome. Anytime. I've enjoyed it. Thanks again, lads.
that was a bit of a treat for us, wasn't it? What a nice guy. Yeah, really nice, really honest as well, brutally honest. I think about his time at, at Blues and his and his and his career. It was, uh, some of it was. I had a bit of a lump in my throat when he was talking about like how hard it was for him and maybe he was doing like the, sort of he was doing the wrong things and maybe he didn't look after himself. He said he said he was professional, maybe he didn't look after himself as well well as he could have. I think it's it, it was really refreshing to see a. Uh, footballer sort of just like balls out on the table and just say this is what I think I did wrong and this is what I would change and it was just it was really good and obviously he's uh, he's moved on now and he seems to be doing doing pretty well for himself as well so that was uh, it was really nice to to have him on the podcast yeah great little treat for us Absolutely. so Dunny obviously uh, predicted two one a two one win for this weekend yeah hopefully he's right hopefully I'll take that <laughs> so. Looking ahead, we've had a question in from AJ. With Gary Gardner being ineligible on Sunday, what midfield do you think we should go with? Love the uh, love the radio voice there. Bit of a <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Hey! Very nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good question. It's the question of the week, really, isn't it, I think? After... We'll see, yeah. I mean, obviously there was a few conversations going around after the whole game around the... Uh, obviously... Gardner can't play, but Craig Gardner and Davis were both. Pro. Gardner was anonymous, and Davis was really poor. I thought on 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 Saturday. In an ideal world, do you really want either of those in that form playing in that game? I don't uh, think so. one of, one of the uh, the the best comments that I think I saw after the game was um, Davis was playing for Hull. It's it. it <laughs> Hard really to argue. I know that the guy is lacking match fitness, match sharpness, but he, he, he was woeful really. Yeah. Um, not we said the other week. I think he definitely needs more more time in the under twenty threes. I think I still think that's the case. Um, he just needs a lot of a lot more time under his belt before he's 100%. playing in the championship again. Hundred percent. I I can't see if he is put in the team on Sunday that that is going to be of any benefit to us it's a bit of a concern I mean I've there's, a, there's people talking about going back to Diamond and I think like given the current state of the the options I wouldn't be against that but I know people think we'll be overrun but that's not necessarily the case I think if you if you're going to have Keith as like your your furthest man back at the point of the at the bottom point of the diamond and maybe the maybe person that narrow diamond then yeah follows Grealish around so as much as we hate him you know, he clearly is their biggest threat to us and he is a, he is a danger man for them yeah. you can just have Marabti or Mooney or Magoma I think just, just tucked in and even if you wanted to do it as a, a flat three sometimes I think yeah. that would be okay and then still have Hotter or Marabti behind, behind the strikers I, I don't really want to see us go with Craig or Davis next to next to Kefton, but I, I don't see it being any benefit. No, not, in, not in a two. I think that's. Uh, I don't think it'll work in a two at all. Um, no. I think if you I, give Murati or Hotter that sort of license to roam a bit behind the two strikers as well. I mean, they, they both. I mean, they both put the work in as well. I, I would be keen to to see them working behind the front behind the front two and try and create a bit. To, to, to be honest, as well. So it's. Uh, yeah, I, for me, I would go into the, the diamond and 
it, it's then who do you play either side of of Kefenbeld, I think. Mahoney, think? Mahoney and Magoma, maybe, but but maybe told them to, to keep a bit narrower. Um, you're not playing as out-and-out wide men um, yeah. come inside. Obviously, um, Magoma does the the defensive side of things very well. Uh, Mahoney has started getting stuck in a bit more. Yeah, so, and I think he he would be my concern, Mahoney. I think because he's so used to being a wide player, is that you know Morality's played all over the pitch. He's played yeah. centre midfield. He's played up front. He's played full back. I think yeah, potentially you know, Morality and and Magoma. The issue with Morality is I don't still don't think he's up to speed with the way he's up to speed with the way we play and the intensity of the way we play. But I still think he's a little bit off in terms of. The oh, fitness that yeah. that, we're, that that we expect, and and that's normal because he only joined the club in, in January, so it's not that's not a surprise. But I think for me, Marabtu, Magoma, and then you're going to have Hotter behind the front two. Yeah, part of me thinks that that's maybe why he's uh, he, he didn't bring um, Hotter into the the game on Saturday against Hull, um, and also Kiftenbeld as well um, kept them keeping them fresh for Sunday and I think maybe he's got one eye on playing that diamond he didn't bring Carter on did he Not he didn't know but no. I think I think he probably I think <laughs> he silence then made me think that I was yeah. uh, made me doubt myself no no I was, I was actually thinking to myself so it was Magoma and Gardner and Hardin but I think yeah. Hotter may have come on had it not been uh, have Colin not gone off injured so I think mm. we were forced into that substitution weren't we yeah I suppose maybe I still think you can you can take your pick between Hotter and Magoma, but you can. But you've obviously you won. You're already one substitution down by a force change, yeah. aren't you? So you could have had three tactical rather than two tactical and one. one yeah, force. I get I get what you're saying. Um, I still think maybe he's got one eye on that on that derby, keeping maybe Hotter as a, a key player in that one. Maybe he sees him as as causing some problems. Potentially, Hot we'll is due a goal against him, isn't he? Well, Magoma is due a goal against him as well, actually. So let's let's see, let's see, let's see what happens on Sunday. It's fucking typical as well, isn't it? That they they seem to hit a little bit of form just before they play us, get greasy back as well. <laughs> little absolutely, yeah. I think it's a, I think I messaged you when they went like two 0 up, and I just this is just absolutely like. It, it, you could almost almost <laughs> sense it coming, couldn't you? It was, it was just yeah. horrible. So always going to happen. Let, let's hope it gives us a, it, it gives them a full sense of hope and makes us work a little bit harder potentially. I don't know. Maybe I'm just clutching at straws there. Maybe. One of the concerns in, for me about Saturday, and I mean, sorry Sunday, is I say concerns. It's the referee for that game is. Yeah, the one that sent off uh, Keifton Belt at, at yeah. Brentford, wasn't it? Brentford, yeah. So he's he's had a few of our games this season. I think he, I'm pretty sure he was in charge of the two-all game at uh, Nottingham Forest as well. Potentially, I think potentially another one, maybe Norwich away. It's, yeah, definitely Norwich away. I'm not yeah. sure about the the other one. I'm, I'm sure, I think I think it's those two anyway. But yeah, I'm not that keen on having him again to be. Be perfectly honest. I just uh, I feel like he should be kept. To the the EFL should be. Oh no, it's a conspiracy. Actually, isn't it? Yeah, I think he, should, <laughs> he should be kept away from 
these should be kept away from um, looking at looking after our games, but you know we can't do much about it now. So my concern with him going into the game is that if he falls for Malpe's play acting, which is at the best of times obvious and blatant, yeah, Grealish is a lot cleverer with it. He's still to when you watch on the replays, he's still quite clear that he's he's chucking himself on the floor. Yeah. But he's a lot cleverer about it than Malpe's. Um and if if he's gonna fall for Malpe's antics, I think we're in trouble we might be in trouble at the weekend. Yeah, and I think and I mean I, I might be I don't mean to be this come across like an un PC, but sometimes you think referees expect it with like Malpe because he's not from the UK, he's not from England, he's from he's from France. He kind of expects it from people from from Europe and, and the continent, so it's yeah. I, I completely get where where you're coming from. It kind of makes sense to be concerned about that as well. So Grealish is was he the most fouled player in the Championship last season? Yeah, Did I we, read or something. Like that? My, my son constantly has that has the argument with his mate who's a Villa fan, um, and their argument is back and forth. Basically, he turns around, his mate turns around and says he's the most fouled player. And my son turns around and says, well, yeah, but he wins free kicks because of his cheating, essentially. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be the most foul player because he's constantly throwing himself on the floor. And yeah. referees buy it as well. That's it. The most frustrating thing for me is surely the referees watch him in other games and they see what he's doing. So when they come into ref a game, then surely they're aware of what he's like. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember listening to, I think it was... Mark Halsey was it their former yeah. former ref he was talking on TalkSport or something along those lines and a few actually it might have been Dermot Gallagher I'm not sure it was, was somebody that on the on TalkSport or Radio 5 Live they were talking about when before games they try and do a bit of research on players and who may like who's likely to be a play actor or who can who's going to get into trouble and they talk about it with their group of uh, officials, so the, the two assistant referees and and the fourth official, and they they have conversations around sort of being able to look out for, for these things. So if that's the like, case, though, it happens so much that and it, they don't yeah, seem I, to clamp down what, on it. This is what I mean. So I don't know. Like I've no reason to disbelieve that, but at the same time, like how much research can you actually put into to that side of things? I, I don't know. So yeah, let, let's just hope that you know. If we're gonna kick him and he goes down, he stays down. I suppose. But... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm not commenting. Yeah, that's bad. Never mind. No, what I'm not commenting. Do? I'm not commenting. I'm not saying that I disagree. I'm not <laughs> commenting. <laughs> so, would you uh, make any other changes going into the game? <sighs> Maybe the enforced. If there's an enforced change there for for Harding to come in, put that aside. I think the defence is going to be settled. Yeah, yeah, you you're not going to so, change anything about the, the back four, really, are you? Other than the the, the fourth change, if indeed Corner yeah. is going to miss out. Yeah. And it's it's the uh, the forwards then. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I've seen people mention on Twitter that they'd, they'd like to see the cell start, and I can sort of yeah. see the argument there, but I I really do think that we miss. A lot, uh, just Duke's presence is um, 
ability to hold the ball up and bring people into the game. He's really, really important to the way we play. So I'd be reluctant to to rest him or to play Vassell in, in his place, to be perfectly honest. And also he scored against them last time, didn't he? So yeah. that's when I think that was is that his last goal for us? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you might be right there actually. I think it it, it might well have been back in November. Yeah, November, end of November. So he's had a few assists, obviously, since then. But he is due a goal. Yeah, due a goal, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, seeing as he scored against him last time, it makes him tedious. But I think I still play him, and he's he's such a vital part of the way we play. And he might. Uh, who, who would he be up against as well? Is the, there's talk that uh, Chester's not fit? Elphick El- went off, did he? Elphick's definitely out I think I uh, read he's out so I mean they're talking is it Tuanzebio I guess will be playing centre-back in Mears are they, is it those two I guess it'll probably be otherwise it'll be uh, Chester and, and Mears I yeah. guess if, if Chester's back so it'll be him and Mears so yeah. I think it'll be Duke and Adams the, up against those two Just, Watch out for any loose, stampy feet, guys. That's all I'd say. Yeah, mind your heads. Yeah, mind your, mind your heads. Mind your faces. Mind your faces. I also think as well, if they are struggling at the back, it probably offers you a bit more towards saying, bring on your pacey lad with half an hour to go. Yeah. Or, or half-time, even if it's not working in the first half. Especially if Chester isn't fully fit, uh, getting Vassell at half time or just after and, and getting to run at them with fresh legs in the second half. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I just realised I called Tyrone Mears, uh, Tyrone Mings, Tyrone Mears. I actually meant Mings, so just in case anyone wants to call me up on it, I'm correcting myself there. Well corrected. Well corrected. Yeah. So, should we move on to a prediction for that one? Oh, God. Yeah, Horrible. Yeah. Uh, both be positive. Yeah, I mean, Dun, David Dunn gave me filled me with a little bit of positivity earlier on, but then now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna. I think. I think one one. I'm desperate for us to win, but I just I'm with them just. Hitting a little bit of form against Derby. I know Derby weren't in the greatest of form, but That's just to go and beat four 0 and us going losing away at, at Hull, I just I can't. I Do you know can't. what? Do you know what? Three two. Three and two. Right, three two to Blues. Right at the death. What do you, do you reckon? Any red cards? Um. <laughs> It's a hard one, that is. Well, should we make a prediction on yellow cards as well for this game? I don't know. Like, how many yellow cards in total between the two between the two teams? Okay, right. So we've done scores. Yeah. Um, six yellows, two reds. Fuck that! You go for two reds, are you? I've got a, I've got a feeling there might be some fisticuffs going on, and I think it might involve Pedersen again. Yeah, they 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 can get at him, I think, as well. Because they know he's a. Uh, he's, I, I, if I was them, I would target him. To be perfectly honest, I can understand that. 
So they're, they're missing Hutton though, aren't they? That's the two, the two Reds that you you'd think Hutton would have been in yeah. for that, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna go for that anyway. Did you go for Did you go for six yellows? Yeah, six yellows, two Reds. Okay. Uh, I'm, no, I'm, are we having a bonus points on on this? If either of these are. Uh, yeah, extra, extra bonus point yeah. on that, yeah. Well, just one. I think this is a... I think if you get this bang on, this is 10 points. 10 points. 10 All right, points. I'm going to go for the five yellows and no reds. No reds? No, I, I was thinking about the reds, and now I'm, go, I'm going no reds. No reds, so yeah, five yellows. going to go five yellows. So looking ahead into next week obviously the podcast is going to be interrupted by a Wednesday night fixture yep Millwall 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 yeah so we've got they come to us with not the greatest greatest of form since the turn of the year a pretty appalling away record which doesn't really mean anything when you come and play us does it with those sorts of teams so Millwall's always a tough game, I think. We won there two 0 did we? The, earlier on in the season when we went to went to their place. Yeah. So, we obviously the big one for us is it's Villa on Sunday. They'll get an extra day's rest as well. So, but you know, just have to. I'd expect us to to go into to that game no matter what's happened, just really positive and we'll obviously in front of our own fans again Wednesday night. So. Let's hope that we've got no suspensions after that game. It goes a little bit unpredictable lately as well, um, whereby we'll pull out a decent result. So, for example, Bristol City, and then you go into the next game where we played Hull. um, And I know there was a lot of travelling involved, whereas this time there won't be. But I think we just don't look... We just look a bit up and downy at the moment. We haven't really looked all season. I don't know if that's uh... it's. There's a lot of inconsistency there with with the with the more recent results, isn't there? I think yeah. we can we can both say that. But I mean, here's one for you. So, would you rather take three points against the Villa on Sunday, yeah, and lose against Millwall, yeah, or draw both? Well, I'd obviously beat, want to beat Villa, and that'd be three points rather than two. Yeah. Now, here's one for you: Would you rather draw against Villa and beat Millwall, or beat Villa and lose against Millwall? I think that's a better question. It is. I think that's probably what I was trying to do, <laughs> and I just worded it really poorly um, and wrongly. I think I think we've got to take. I think you. I mean. With the impending points deduction, this they're going to make no difference. So I think we need to take the. Th- I think we need that win against Villa. I yeah. think I think the fans need it. That's, I'd agree with I that. Think that's more. I think it's more important. So I'd, I'd take the. I'd take the three points. Yeah. Yeah. So, Millwall, Wednesday prediction. Obviously, a lot. A lot can change. Suspensions, injuries. Hopefully, yeah. not too many injuries, if any at all. It's hard to it's hard to predict. We we haven't done so well against those teams. Their their away record is appalling. They've won two games all season away from home. Uh, so yeah, but then look at Bolton. 
Renee yeah, I know that. that's what I meant earlier on when I said it's what those games tend to not make that much. Those records tend to make not much of a difference when teams come to uh, come to lose. But yeah. I'm going to be positive and say that we will beat Millwall one nil. And I'm going to be positive as well, and I'm going to say two nil. Two nil. Yeah. And I think it will probably still be a really scrappy game, but I think we'll just get it over the line. To be honest. I think. Yeah, I think that's why I went one nil. I have the same feeling. I just it's, maybe it'll be uh, just a, a set piece or a penalty or something along those lines. Where um, it just it won't we won't do it the easy way. But then when do we ever? So back pass or yeah. something that Shea gets onto. And... Yeah, anything like that. Just some, one of the more sort of just not bizarre, but maybe slightly more obscure. Well, they're, they're, you'd think they're going to come to town and they're going to make it. Ugly, aren't they? They're not going to make it a pleasant game. Well, they'll 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 come to do the same as Bolton did and just yep. come to get anything they can. If they can get a point, they'll get a point, and if they can nick something from a set piece, so I mean, we've we know what they can be like. I mean, they've they're still in the FA Cup, aren't they? They're, I think they've got Brighton in the next round, so they might have one eye on, yeah, on, on that as well. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, but then that could work in the, the flip side of that that their players are, are making a claim to to be. Playing in that game, so yeah, no, yeah, you're actually getting white both ways, can't it? Can flip. So predictions done, everything done. Um, you had a a question from Danny last week that you didn't answer, did you? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So he needs he he needs his answer now, doesn't he? I suppose. Yeah. So most underrated player. So my most underrated player would be. Oh, would you believe it? I think he's been cut off. So, on behalf of Matthew and myself, thank you for listening. And until next week, shit on the villa. Keep right on.